Welcome into the Wiregrass High School Football Port brought to you by the radio people. This is your weekly look at all things high school football in the Wiregrass. I am your host, Philip Jordan, the in-studio host and producer for Nothing Woods Football on 96.9. The legend, fly solo this week on the podcast, no guest at all. We're just going to be looking back at everything that happened in week seven, high school football in the Wiregrass, kind of give you a look at where the standings are, especially with some of the Wiregrass teams, where they're at, playoff seeding, can remember top four teams in each region do make the playoffs. We're going to go over that, so be probably much shorter podcast especially than what last week's show i think last week's show went like 46 minutes so much much shorter on this edition of the show we're gonna go through 7a all the way down to 1a so a lot of information and just discussion here on this week's edition of the wiregrass high school football report before we jump into everything that happened in week seven and looking ahead to week eight the schedule and I do that different too as well on here usually there'll be around wiregrass and then we'll do the guests we don't have one and then you would get the schedule for this upcoming week we're just going to merge the schedule and around the wiregrass into one whole big segment which will be pretty much the whole show but of course when we get to dothan wolves recap of course you heard that on 969 the legend on friday night when they defeated jeff davis you will hear jerry coleman and ken lambert's post game and actually halftime thoughts as well uh, on this edition as well so you'll hear those voices but we're going to merge those together before i jump into all that let you guys know you can find me and the podcast. You can find me on social media at PJordanSCC. And, of course, the podcast is available on Apple Podcasts. So please follow, rate, and review. Leave a review. I will read it on a future edition of the show. And uh, remember, you can also listen over on 955.tvy.com, 969thelegend.com, and 1067kmx.com. And those stations also have great apps. Download the apps podcasters right there very easy to find and also remember you can always email me at sports jordan at gmail.com now a little different version of it but you know what time it is it's time to go around the wiregrass all right and as we go around the wiregrass we are going to kick things off with 7a region 2 and as i mentioned in the opener dothan did win on friday night get their first region victory of the year by defeating jeff davis 20 18 of course as i said you could have heard this game on 96.9 the legend on friday night so uh, dothan does go to three and four one and three in region jeff davis falls to one and six one and three tremendous ending uh but it started off though with jeff davis they do they did go up six to zero early in the second quarter dothan's octavius thomas scored on a 39 yard touchdown to put dothan up seven to six and then on the very next possession dothan got the ball back javier jackson hit a short pass to raymond blackman that went 89 yards for a touchdown to put dothan up 13 to six which Jeff Davis would score another touchdown uh, to make it 13-12. to 12. And that would be your halftime score in that one. And uh, a lot of exciting stuff, a lot of good defensive play by Dothan there, you know, making the plays, the big plays there by Thomas and uh, Raymond Blackwood, as we're, we're used to seeing from those two this season. And to get more on what happened in the first half, let's go to the halftime show in the comments from Jerry Coleman and Ken Lambert. It's Dothan High School Wolves football on your home for great country legends, 96.9 The Legend. And now, it's the Dothan Wolves Halftime Show, brought to you by Tri-State Truck Accessories. Here are your hosts, Jerry Coleman and Ken Lambert, with a review of the first half on 96.9 The Legend. 
Welcome back to Ripley Stadium halftime show. Dothan's up 13 to 12, Ken, as we get ready to see the marching band of the Dothan Wolves High School make take the field. Last week we had some entertainment with Tuskegee University marching band during homecoming, and tonight we get to hear our band back. So kind of a, a sloppy first half to a point for a little bit. Penalties there, but had some opportunities um, by the offense. Started making some movement there. Probably. Uh, Probably toward the end of the first quarter and into the second. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we're able to run the ball, Jerry. I've got uh, Octavius Thomas, 11 carries, 108 yards. Of course, on the on the passing route, you've got uh, the big 88-yard reception by Raymond Blackman, uh, Jackson to, to Raymond Blackman as he took it down the right-hand sideline. That's been, you know, the two scores for us. As I look at it, these teams are very similar. Uh, we, we can make a big play but then we shoot ourselves in the foot with a penalty or, or putting the ball on the ground. So we've done that, and, and J.D. has returned the favor. Uh, they, I think, as they've got toward the end, end of the half there, they realize they can throw the ball deep on us. So we're going to have to prepare that uh, for that in the, in the locker room at halftime. Yeah, as we see now, the um, volunteers of Jeff Davis decided to stay, not go in the locker room, but just kind of because of the coolness of the air, decided to stay in the south end zone with their helmets off and, getting some refreshments and some of them starting to stretch some but uh, we do see the marching wolves out on the field uh, during the halftime and uh, make sure you understand that when we come back start the second half JD will get the ball they did win the coin toss and they will receive the ball when we come back we'll talk about thoughts for the second half you're listening to Dothan High Wolves football on 96.9 The Legend this is Dothan High School Wolves football on your home for great country legends. This is 96.9 The Legend. Welcome back to the Halftime Show, sponsored by Tri-State Truck Accessories. 14 plus minutes left before the half starts the third quarter. And Ken, you got some information on a player that we did not have a number on. Tonight. Yeah, we talked about a wide receiver, having a big wide receiver that uh, was a number six, and we knew it was not uh, <laughs> Ty Martin as a as the big linebackers, and we were able to ask coaches as they were headed down for halftime. Uh, number six is J.D. Palm, who's a ninth grader, and uh, is uh, was brought up now playing. He's been playing, uh, you know, on the on the ninth grade team, and uh, so we've got him up now. Uh, I understand he is an outstanding basketball player. Has uh, some uh, D1 offers already as a ninth grader in basketball. So. You know, that, the reason we bring that out, we may have a chance to try to get the ball to him. He's 6'9". Jerry, I, I asked, I said, what is he, 6'3", 6'4"? They said, no, 6'9". So, uh, remember, we threw the ball to him earlier, and uh, he was kind of able to go up and couldn't pull it down. But I think if, uh, you know, we might have a chance, because I'm pretty sure J.D.'s going to come back and try to slow this running game down. I think we'll come out second half and, and, and continue to try to give the ball to Octavius and we've had success on the ground if they begin to walk up then we might have some opportunities to get the ball over the top I think and um, maybe J.D. Palm might be one of those receivers. And when we do start the second half J.D. volunteers Jeff Davis volunteers will get the ball so they'll receive it and like Ken said uh, they were successful there in the second quarter passing catch and receiving so we'll see that well that's going to wrap us up for our halftime show stay tuned for the halftime scoreboard report sponsored by five star credit union and philip jordan back at studio control 
So as we go into the third quarter there, no one scored in the third quarter. Def- both defenses played really well. There's a lot of penalties in this game as well, a lot of throwing in this way. This game went way past 10 o'clock on Friday night. But in the th- fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter, Jeff Davis got the ball on their own four with 423 left. They moved down the field, hit some big plays, uh, hit a really big play uh, from Jeff Davis quarterback, saving German. He hit Rakia McCall with a 96 left. There's like a 36-yard touchdown pass in that one. Don't have the stat in front of me, but they hit that there to go up 18 to 13. So they did not get the two-point conversion. Obviously, they fell on that. So Dothan was down by five with 90 seconds left. Dothan did a fantastic job of getting, moving the ball down the field and putting himself in a position to have the chance to win. And then with 2.2 seconds remaining in the game, Javier Jackson connected with Braxton Hornsby for an 18-yard game-winning touchdown. Uh, Dothan got the extra point there to go up 20-18, to 2.2 seconds left, like I said, and Dothan was able to hold on for the win in that game. Uh, Javier Jackson was 9-15 of in the game, 187 yards, two touchdowns. Raymond Blackman, five catches, 152 yards, and Octavius Thomas on the ground. 131, one touchdown on 22 carries. And as all this stats coming from the Dothan Eagle, this article was wrote by Jeremy Wise. So that's the stats. That's how it ended as we did with halftime show. Uh, let's go to the post-game show comments from Jerry Coleman and Ken Lambert. It's Dothan High School Bulls football on your home for great country legends. 96.9 The Legend. Time now for the Dothan Wolves post-game show. Back to the stadium for the post-game wrap-up with Jerry Coleman and Ken Lambert on 96.9 The Legend. Well, tonight, folks, at Dothan Wolves, it took them, uh, let's see, 47 minutes and 58 seconds to win tonight. So they took the lead back with two seconds left in the contest to come out victorious 20-18 to 18 against the volunteer, a well-fought volunteer team from Jeff Davis up the road in Montgomery. We get ready next weekend for Central Phoenix City to come back home uh, for, uh, I'm going to say, three-game <laughs> here at, at, at Rip Hughes for one of our next-to-last final home game. Your thoughts on tonight's game? I tell you, this one was back and forth. I think for the longest time we were just so wrapped up in, in back and forth and penalties, and we forgot that it was a 13 to 12 football game. And uh, I tell you what, I, I would be interested to know if anyone kept up with it. Somebody did have did the penalty yardage combined for both teams tonight was overwhelming, and uh, I think both teams at times hurt themselves with with those penalties. Hard-fought games, some big plays in this game when you needed to have them, especially on that last drive by the Wolves and, you know, third and long and getting the ball to Raymond Blackman there and then a great catch in the end zone by uh, Blackson Hornsby, a great throw. You know, look, uh, we were able to run the ball, again, unofficially. I've got uh, Octavius Thomas, 20 carries, 139 yards, and I've got uh, Javier Jackson throwing for 190 yards tonight. Remember, uh, Q Norton came in, had a couple of completions also for nine yards. So we moved the ball up and down the field, as did Jeff Davis. And, uh, you know, it just came down to, uh, you know, who had the ball last right there, even though not a high-scoring affair. But I tell you what, there's some some hard feelings out there on the field. And, uh, you know, these coaches, I'm sure, uh, know each other and, and connections from the Montgomery area, but this JD team, you can 
empathize with them a little bit. They had a, a win last week at Smith Station. They thought they had another one here tonight, and that's one that uh, you're glad the clock is all zeros right now, Jerry, as a coach, and you're just ready to say, let's let's go ahead and let's not linger around this field. Let's go ahead and get on off and get on the bus and call this one a win, and uh, let's think about next week. Well, that'll end us up here at Ripley Stadium where tonight Dothan wins 20-18 over the volunteers of Jeff Davis next week. Dothan will be back at home against uh, Phoenix City, who pretty much maybe tonight can wrapped up that one spot uh, in the regional play. But uh, good night from Rip Hughes. We'll hope to uh, see or, or listen to us next Friday night here on 96.9 The Legend. And now moving on from the Dothan-Jeff Davis game, Enterprise on Friday night, they defeated Smith Station 48-35. to Enterprise had a 35-7 lead at one point in the first half. It was 35-13 at halftime. Smith Station made some plays. This was another game, kind of like we're talking about with Dothan and Jeff Davis, a lot of penalties in this game. Uh, both teams got penalized a lot. Smith Station outscored them from that point 28-14. to uh, But Enterprise held on. 49-35 to win the game. And they go to 6-2 in a year, 2-1 in region play. And Smith Station falls to 1-6, 0-4. And Wildcats had a big rushing performance, as they do every single week. With 497 yards, total offense, 320 on the ground. They were led by Amari Griffin in this one, 121 yards. And some other action in a 7A Region 2. Central defeated Prattville 42-21. Auburn was off. So now Central, they are now 8-0, 5-0 in region. It really looks like they have the region locked up. They do play Dothan this week. They come to Repute Stadium and uh, Prattville drops to 5-3, and 3-2 in 7A Region 2. And looking at the standings in the region, like I said, Central 5-0, 8-0 overall. They're number one right now. Auburn sitting there with one loss behind them. Prattville and Enterprise both have two losses apiece. Excuse me, I got that wrong there. Uh, Enterprise is two and two. Prattville is three and two on the year so far in region play. So, and that, that's your playoff teams. It feels like you know it goes four teams. You feel like Central is the leader there. We'll see what kind of order they are in when we get to um, later on at the end of the year when the season is over. Now, looking at the seven A Region Two schedule for this week. Like I said, Central will be at Dothan. Of course, you can hear that game right on 96.9 The Legend. Download the app or listen on your radio dial. We will start pregame at 645, and kickoff will be at 7. Uh, once again, repeating this, but Central comes in 8-0, 5-0. Dothan 3-4, 1-3 in region play. Uh, Jeff Davis, who Dothan just played, will travel to play at Enterprise. And then Auburn and Smith Station will play. So that's your three your three games in 7A Region 2 for this week. Now jump into 6A Region 2. Of course, the only team in the Wiregrass area out of this region is the Ufala Tigers. They lost to Carver Montgomery on Friday night, 20-12. And that puts the Ufala at 3-5, and 2-3 in region play. They were led by Jamarian Lewis, who had 119 yards on the ground. He also was 13-26 passing for 132 yards, but he did throw two interceptions. So now Ufala is in the sixth spot in 6A Region 2, tied to Russell County at 2-3, and three, which we'll kind of look ahead here. 6A Region 2, they play Russell County, and Russell County's five and three overall, two and three region play. So this is a very, very important game. And then you're still got Indy tied for really the three and the four spot in the region is Lee Montgomery and Culver Montgomery. They're both three and two. Opelika is five and zero, oh, and Sydney Lanier is four and zero oh in the region. Now jumping into five A region two. 
Pike Road defeated Headland 56-27. The Headland quarterbacks played well here. They combined for 325 yards passing in the game. Headland drops to 2-6, 0-4 on the year. Pike Road having a fantastic season. Uh, They are at 7-0 and 5-0 overall in region play. Greenville defeated Carroll 20-7 to put Carroll at 3-4, 2-2 on the year. Crestview, in a non-region game, honestly, defeated Andalusia. 27-21, 27-21, so that puts Andalusia at 5-3, 3-1 in region play. And on Thursday night, Charles Henderson got their first win in the year by defeating Rehoboth 40-7 to get to 1-6. Uh, the first, co- uh, first win excuse me, for head coach Quinn Hambright and a quarterback, Parker Adams, had a really good game here, 11-17, 275, and four touchdowns. So looking at 5A region 2, Pike Road and Greenville are both undefeated in region play. They sit at the top. Andalusia's 3-1 in region play, so they're at the 3. And then you got Carroll, who's 2-2, 3-4 and two, three and four overall. They're at the 4. And then Charles Henderson with their 1-win, one 1-3. and three. They're at 5. And then Headland and Rehoboth both have not won a region game. They're in that last two spots there. So a lot to be decided here, obviously, at the top, which those aren't Wiregrass teams with Pike Road and Greenville. But then you have... You know, Carroll and Andalusia at three and four. Carroll, you know, trying to make sure they get to the playoffs. Have a, and of course, we'll be keeping an eye on what's going on in Andalusia as well, week in and week out. And looking at the 5A Region 2 schedule for this week, Greenville will be at Andalusia. So that's a very big game there. Of course, and then Carroll will be at Charles Henderson. Charles Henderson, one and three. They're right behind Carroll, who is two and two. Very important game. So if Carroll can win this game, this really would give him a huge leg up to make the playoffs. And then you've got Rehoboth playing at Hillen. Both teams, as I mentioned, have not won in region play. So both teams will be looking to get their first region win of the season. Now we're going to jump into 4A Region 2 uh, results from Friday night. St. James defeated Dale County 45-20. to uh, Dale County quarterback Alex Banks. Big game despite the loss, 316 yards, two touchdowns on 20 of 31 passing. So that puts Dale County at 4-4 four four overall, 3-2 in region play. Alabama Christian defeated Geneva 33-7 to put Geneva at 5-3, 3-2 region play. Strong defeated Booker T. Washington 28-22, so Strong goes to 5-3, 3-2 in region. And then Bullock County defeated Ashford 46 to 26 that puts ashford at 0 and 7 0 and 5 in region and when you look at the region here st james alabama christian at the top st james undefeated 5 and 0 alabama christians they're 4 and 0 in region play then you got geneva and strong tied at that three spot at three and two apiece and dale county as well so you have a, a three-way tie for two spots basically as you know the top four teams in each region go to the playoffs then you got booker t washington bullet county and ashford um uh, at the bottom three spots in 4A Region 2. And looking at the schedule for this week, you have Ashford, who is at St. James. Ashford trying to get that first win. St. James, like I said, they're at the top of the region at 5-0, 6-1 overall. Alabama Christian at Strawn, Bullock County at Geneva, and Dale County at Booker T. Washington. So on Friday night, really paying attention to those last three because those are three teams involved in there, Strawn, Geneva, and Dale County all trying to get into those two spots, but it's three teams. So of the three, you know, one's going to get left out. So big games here. It'll be interesting how those games come out and what is the results on Friday night. Now we're going to jump into 3A Region 2 on Friday night. This was a really big game. Really was interested to see how this one's going to go. 
Auburn won 49-6 over Wicksburg. Running back Terry Davis had 159 yards, two touchdowns, and he had a receiving touchdown as well. Op goes to 7-1 on the season, 5-0 so far uh, in region play, and they clinched a playoff spot. Uh, Wicksburg drops to 6-2, and 3-1 uh, on the year in region play. Houston Academy won 54-0 over Providence. For HA, it ended a six-game losing streak to Providence Christian. Uh, so Houston Academy, they go to five and two in a year, three and one in region play. Providence one and six, zero and four in region play, and also in the game, Caden Mitchell seven touchdowns for Houston Academy. Six of those were passing. Northside Methodist, this is a non-region matchup, of course. Got their first win of the season by defeating New Broughton nineteen to thirteen. Northside Methodist goes to one and six. Toby Green's first win as the Northside Methodist head coach. Uh, New Broughton drops to 4-4 four and four overall in a year. Uh, Braylon Clements had a 43-yard pass to Carter Stevens with under two minutes left to give them the lead, and they would hold on to win the game. And then the last result from 3A Region 2, Slocum defeated Delville 57-0. The backfielder, Rashawn Miller, Jalen Nobles, had a big game in this one. Uh, Rashawn Miller had 151 yards, two touchdowns, and Jalen Nobles had three touchdowns of his own, including a touchdown pass to Maddox King. So that puts Slocum at 4-3, 3-1 in region play, and Delville at 0-8 and 0-5. So then when you look at 3A Region 2, Op at 5-0-7-1 there in the lead there. You have a two-way tie for the number two spot between Wicksburg and Houston Academy, and those two teams do play this Friday night. So that's another huge matchup going on in the Wiregrass with playoff implications, potential implications anyways. Moving forward, Slocum is 3-1, so they're in that tie for that number two spot. So three teams tied for the two spot. And then you've got New Broughton at 1-3, Providence Christian at 0-4, and Delville at 0-5. And looking at some more matchups for this week, you have Op playing at Slocum. Another huge matchup, an intriguing matchup to keep an eye on this Friday night. Then you got Providence. They will be playing in New Brockton. And then Delville will be going out of region play looking to get their first win of the year. And they'll be playing Northside Methodist, who is 1-6. All right, jumping into 2A Region 2, which is very Dear and near to my heart because Cottonwood grad here. Ayrton defeated Zion Chapel 42-6 to continue their undefeated season at 8-0. Uh, Zion Chapel drops to 0-7-0-5 in region play. Elba defeated Abbeville 82-14. It was a school record for points uh, for Abbeville. They did lead this game 62-6 at halftime. Alvin Henderson and uh, excuse me, Alvin Henderson had a big game, 105 yards and four touchdowns for the Tigers. D.W. Long defeated Cottonwood 38-12 to go to five and one. Cottonwood drops to four and four. And then you had Geneva County defeated Houston County 40-21 to improve to four and three. And Emmanuel Henderson had a big game here. Once again, 222 yards, three touchdowns, including a touchdown pass. So now we look at the standings in 2A Region 2. Ayrton, 5-0, 8-0 overall. Then you have Elbert, 4-1, 7-1. GW Long, 4-1, 5-1. So two-way tie there for two spot between Elba and GW Long. Geneva County is at 3-2. Cottonwood is at 5 with 2-3. And And then Abbeville at 1-4. And and Zion Chapel 0-5 in region play. And some big matchups here. It's like all over the place. Big matchups all over the place. Margaret, it's going to be a lot of fun doing the school board show at halftime and postgame this Friday night just with all these big games going on in the Wiregrass. Ayrton will be at Elba. So big matchup there for the number one spot in the region, region title implications on the line here as well. You have GW Long playing Geneva County, so that's your three, 
four matchup way it's kind of set up right now. Then you have Zion Chapel will be playing Cottonwood, and then Houston County will be playing Abbeville. And finally, we're going to jump into 1A Region 1, and not a lot of discussion on the games, but uh, uh, Brantley defeated Georgiana 46-0 to go to 6-0, 5-0 overall, and then that drops to Georgiana to 0-7-0-5. Sampson defeated Red Level 30-8 to go to 6-2, 4-1 region play. Red Level drops to 2-4, 2-3. McKenzie defeated Kinston 26-15 to go to 4-3, 2-3 in region play, and Kinston is 5-3, 3-2 in region play. And then Florala defeated Pleasant Home 19-12 to go to 3-4, 3-2 in region, and then Pleasant Home drops to 1-6. Four and four in region, and we look at the region. Brantley at the top. I say this every year. Brantley, they're, just, they're always on the top of this region at five and zero, six and zero overall. Then you have Sampson at four and one in the two spot, and then at three and four we have a tie with Kinston and Four Allen both at three and two. Now McKenzie's right behind and Red Level two and three, so they're a game behind those two. So a lot, a lot of football yet to be played to determine who are going to be the playoff teams in. 1A Region 1, Pleasant Home at 1-4, and, and then Georgiana at 0-5 at the bottom of the standings. And then just the schedule for this week, you'll have Brantley at 6-0 and at Red Level, who's 2-4. and Sampson at 6-2 and will be at Georgiana, who's 0-7. Pleasant Home at 1-6, and Kinston at 5-3, and and then you'll have McKenzie at 4-3 and at Florala, who is 3-4. And, and that is your look. That is around the Wiregrass, much different layout than normal. Uh, hopefully we'll have a guest or a coach on next week for you guys so it just won't be my voice you'll be hearing uh hear, hear a great conversation and hope to bring it to you on next week's podcast like i said there's a lot a lot of interesting games this friday night going on in wiregrass so it's gonna be a lot of fun keeping up with it during the school board show which you can hear during the broadcast of the Dothan Wolves host in Central Phoenix City on Friday night at 6.45 with pregame kickoff is at 7. And uh, please, if you want to check out more podcasts, more episodes of the Wiregrass High School Football Report, you can easily do so. Uh, just go follow, rate, and review over on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review. I will read it on a future edition of the show. Or you can also check out the podcast on 955.tvy.com, 969thelegend.com, and 1067kmx. Dot com as well or download the apps find the show very easy that way and you can follow me on social media at p jordan sec and of course you can always email me at sports jordan at gmail.com and i feel like my voice is about to go on me uh here talking on this episode pretty much by myself here hope everybody has a great week go out friday night support high school football it is one of the great things about this country is Friday night football, high school football. So go check out a game. Listen to us on Night Season on the Legend Friday night and come back here next week as we'll break it all down on the Wiregrass High School Football Report. So everybody has a great week. I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.